Welcome to the Biz Bash podcast, where we make biz strategy a piece of cake. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Cammie, but you might know us better as Eliza and Calligraphy and Cammie Monet. We want to help you, our fellow stationers, artists, and calligraphers, confidently build a profitable and personality-driven creative biz. We're here to share our honest-to-goodness advice and actionable strategies for ambitious artists. So put on your party hat, quit being a procrastinator gator, and let's get this party started. Hey everyone, welcome back for episode 49 of the Biz Bash podcast. Today we are talking all about the art of the follow-up, which we know is definitely tricky for a lot of us creative entrepreneurs. We don't want to step on anyone's toes. We don't want to inconvenience anyone. We don't want to annoy anyone. So we're going to break down the walls of the follow-up today and talk about why this should be a strategy you are utilizing in your business. Yes, we're talking about following up and how do you convert those leads into clients through follow-ups. So I think creatives, like the number one problem we might have with following up is that we think silence is rejection. That is not the case, you guys. And so we're going to be talking through that today and some of our follow-up strategies, our do's and don'ts, you know, you know the drill, how we do. So yes. And we got a great question from one of our listeners, Katya of Analo Calligraphy. And I'm going to read it out loud because this kind of like leads in perfectly for everything we're going to talk about. And she asked us, I know it's important to follow up with leads, but I never know what to say. I don't want to sound vague. And then, but then I feel pushy if I ask them if they're proceeding with their order. When I'm more vague and say that I'm following up and ask them if they have any questions, I feel like they have a bigger opening to just ignore me. So how do you word your follow-up emails? And so we'll cover exact wording for emails and a couple of things a little later in the episode, but we are glad that this was one of the questions asked because it gave us like perfect leeway for this episode because follow-up is something that we wanted to be, wanted to talk to you guys about for a while now. Yeah. And I feel like this is a good, even though it's not like a series episode, it kind of is a good follow-up to our inquiry process episode, which is somewhere back there on the podcast feed. Um, (laughs) I can go find it. (laughs) Inquiry processes for wedding stationers. And we talk about like getting your lead in the door and how the inquiry process works. And now this is like the next step once you do get the inquiry. So it kind of goes hand in hand. It does. It it goes hand in hand really well. And that was episode 43. So for those of you who want to talk or want to learn from us about inquiry processes first, you can go back there and visit us there. Wow. You guys, you know, you can't visit us <laughs> physically, but you could listen to what we said. So this is just going to be one of those days. Come say hello on episode 43. Yeah, it is. I can already feel it. I've had like four cups of coffee and I'm just... Cami came back and was like, so what did you have for lunch? And I was like, cheese. But she, she was like, like cheese. She said it so like, I don't know. It was like guilty and just like funny at the same time. It's just like, I'm like so much. Yeah, I'm like, cheese. I was like, all right. (laughs) Just cheese. Yep. (laughs) She was like, cheese and crackers? I was like, nope, just cheese. She was like, wow. Just straight up cheese purist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so... I love how you said that sometimes a lot of success is literally just showing up. Oh, yes. And so I think that goes hand in hand with follow-ups. And hopefully you didn't already say that. I didn't. Because otherwise I'm being redundant. (laughs) Yeah, I've kind of lost reward in the notes. Yeah, but anyway, um, like I guess this is my disclaimer for the episode pulling in Elizabeth here. But I do feel that most of success is literally just showing up. So I want you guys to go into today's episode with that mindset. Like literally just show up. 
because I think we can all tend to overthink a lot when it comes to follow-ups. And so I just want you to go in thinking, I'm just going to show up today. I'm just going to show up for my client. I'm going to show up for my lead. And then it just kind of takes out the weirdness and technicalities of things. Like we get so bogged down in that sometimes. So I'm just just let it flow, you guys. We're just going to, you know, show up today. That's it. <laughs> yes. I'm excited to talk about a bunch of these strategies too and to share some stats with you guys because I actually went to an awesome session at QuickBooks Connect in 2019 and it was led by a woman named Michelle Weinstein. She goes by the pitch queen on social media and online in a bunch of places and she did a whole session about follow-up and so she shared some like really cool statistics and approaches that we will, some of those we'll be sharing today that came from her but obviously Cami and I have our own insight and input too. But I think that we should start with some quick stats because I do like some numbers. Go for it. Yeah, let's hear those stats. <laughs> okay, so the stats is that 44% of people give up after one follow-up attempt. Wow. <laughs> so that's like almost half of people give up after just following up once. 80% of people, however, require eight to 10 follow-ups to get the sale. And so here's where this totally applied to me. I just incorporated and became an LLC. And if you opt in on LegalZoom.com to like share your information with Bank of America, they will call you like a million times because they want you to open a business banking account with them. And I seriously think that they called me like eight times before I called them back. And that's not a joke. Because it's just in the back of my mind, I kept thinking to myself, oh, yeah, I need to call them. I want to do my bank account with them. I need to call them because I use them for my other banking anyways. But it took them calling me eight times until I finally picked up the phone and oh called the guy back. <laughs> that poor guy. He's persistent. I wonder what he's like when he's dating someone. He's like, I'm going to call you 88 times. Okay, we're going on this date. You know what? He's probably great because your husband also does sales, but I don't think he did that to you guys when you were dating. No, I was just so smitten by a smile. Oh my gosh, my cat just jumped into the window. <laughs> I could hear that in the back. <laughs> yeah. No, Alex, I just looked at him and I was like, I'm in. I'm sold. Let's go. <laughs> oh, anyway, you guys, not to be weird, but he had a great voicemail and everything. It was just like, I don't even think I got around to listening to his voicemails for a while. People get busy. Life happens. And I like kept seeing the number and I was like, I know this is Bank of America. I can't talk to them right now. I will get back to them eventually. I always had that in the back of my mind. And so people just like need the extra nudge. And I honestly wasn't annoyed. I think I was actually just more thankful that I was like, I'm glad they keep calling me because I really do need to remember to call them. And especially with like qualified leads and clients, they might not say yes the first time. And that has definitely happened with me in the past before where I've had to follow up with people a couple times and then ended up booking them and they were great clients. So something to think about. Yeah. In fact, they probably won't say yes the first time because this is a high dollar item. I mean, we're talking in terms of like wedding stationery here because that's where our experience is coming up with following up. But of course, other industries could apply in different ways. But Typically, they're not saying yes from the first go around. There might be a couple of emails back and forth where you are still trying to, you know, tell them why that you're the right fit or why that the value is there or, you know, they, it's a big decision for them. It's a big monetary investment. So they obviously are going to like take some time to think about it before they're just like, yep. So the follow up is definitely a key part of your process. Yeah. And think about too, like everything that happens in your own life. And like if you were planning your wedding or you have planned a wedding in the past, like making big decisions involves getting 
getting people together. And that can take like days sometimes to get the person on the phone or they talk to their mom or their parents or whoever it is that's involved. And that's not just, yeah, that's just not like some quick sort of turnaround. So like I, I know for me right now, I just sent out a quote this morning but it would be the planner that I would be working with directly. But I know that the planner needs to go to the client first, find out time to talk to them, get their feedback, come back to me. And so like, who knows like how many days that's going to take, you know, like I'm I'm probably going to follow up in like three or four days, like by the end of the week for sure. But you kind of have to like wait. (laughs) Yeah, true. It is definitely a little bit of a waiting game between emails for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So let's go over a couple of the things of like why you should not be scared to follow up because I think all of us have these like different fears. And at the end of the day, these are some great bullet points for why just like why you just should not be nervous to do this. So the first one, if they say no, it really has nothing to do with you. There's a lot of different reasons for somebody to say no. For us, a lot of the times it's just budget. It's like they love our work, but they don't have the money. And that's okay. So you just have to be okay with that. No, it wasn't the right fit. And then you actually increase, this is like the second one, you actually increase trust with someone by showing up again and again. This, I think, actually goes hand in hand with the Bank of America calls because it was like, oh, they must be, they're like really serious about me and my business if they keep calling me like this many times. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know. I really did feel like I trusted them more rather than like one cold call that was like, hey, we want your business. Okay, bye. Like, no, they like kept providing like new information and leaving voicemails like every single time. It was pretty crazy. So number three, um, think about this from like a business perspective that finding new leads actually costs your time and money. So why wouldn't you spend your time nurturing the ones that you already have, which I like love this point. And like I said, a lot of this is like stuff that I heard from Michelle, the pitch queen when I was at QuickBooks Connect. These are like the bullet points that I got out of like her speech that I wrote down. But I was like, that is so true. I have a leads folder in my inbox and I need to like go back through those ASAP and see if there's anyone I have forgotten about (laughs) that I need to be following up with. Yeah, totally. Like this is one thing that I'm like, yes, hands down, like nurturing the leads that you already have instead of just like waiting for new ones to come in. And even if like, okay, so say the timeline has already passed where you can't do their save the dates, maybe you can still do their wedding invitations. You can reach back out and be like, hey, you know, I know last time we talked, you we were thinking about doing save the dates. I know you went with someone else. I just wanted to throw it out there, like not throw it out there, but you can just follow up about invitations with them and nurture that lead again with a follow up. Or if it's starting to come to their closer to their wedding, be like, hey, I just want to follow up. I do these really cool signature drink signs, you know, and just like keep the offerings alive throughout the timeline. Like you already know their wedding date. So you can customize your follow up to what they'll be needing at that time if you're offering like different things than just wedding invitations like day of stuff. So something to keep in mind. I, I love the idea of nurturing the leads that you already have and just like, I don't know, putting in your time into the people who actually know who you are and have said, hey, I'm interested in working with you versus just like cold calling or trying to get people back in the door. Like you already have them in your house. Get them to stay there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's a great way of thinking about it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So then the next point, number four, is that follow up will be very easy and efficient if you have a system in place. 
So this is basically like you would sit down and outline like, okay, my first follow-up will be four days after I send the proposal. The next follow-up will be eight days after I send the proposal. And the great thing is that if you use Dubsado or another client management system, you might even be able to put a workflow in place which would be perfect for this. At least for me, what I would probably do is put some sort of reminder trigger in place to remind me to follow up with that person. I get too nervous with like automatic emails because what if they did reply to me and then they get an awkward email that's like, hey, I'm waiting to hear from you. And they're like, I already emailed you. I want to avoid that. (laughs) But it would still be great to have some sort of like to-do checklist that You know, if you get an email notification or something that's like, hey, you need to follow up with like Katrina about her invitations and her proposal. And then you can go into your into Dubsado and resend the proposal or whatever you need to to follow up with them. Yeah, I think Dubsado even has a feature now where it's like before it sends off those automated emails, it'll say like, oh, is this what you want to send? Like, but you have to like physically hit like send or whatever. Like it just emails you the reminder, but also like the email's already there. So you can like edit it or something. I think it does something like that now. Oh, yes. I think you're right. I think they finally introduced that. Yeah. Just like a double check on things. So that's really cool. Actually, I probably do need to put like a workflow in place because now I'm just like, oh, it's been a few days. I should reach out. Like I don't have anything super structured, but I do have my canned emails like within Dubsado. And I have like the way I tag the leads. It'll be like first follow-up, second follow-up, third follow-up. And I just like move them through this little... I don't know, like tagging system. So I know what email I've sent and I have like the canned emails in there. So I have a slight system. Could it be more automated? Could it be better? Yes, but I do have a system. So everyone be proud of me. (laughs) Yeah. Like there are still a couple people who inquired with me in like December that I need to go back and find their information and ask them like again, hey, are you still considering me or thinking about me? Especially because... One of the girls I followed up with maybe like five times, Cammie, before she even like replied to my email and was like, I'm so sorry. I've been trying to like get around to scheduling a call with you. And I was like, well, if it's easier, you can go ahead and like fill out my questionnaire yourself. I just, you know, I like getting on the phone and doing it with them and it builds that connection and relationship. But then she like still hasn't submitted the questionnaire. So her wedding's not until like the beginning of 2021. So I mean, we have time, but that is an example of like, I need to follow up or she will go somewhere else like if she keeps forgetting about me something else will come up but she inquired with me because she's interested so i don't know oh yeah and the fact that you still have time because her wedding's not till 2021 that you have that time built in to like allow for so many follow-ups i feel like a lot of time there isn't time for the follow-ups like if i followed up three weeks later it'd be too late and i'm like i don't want to work with them because it's already too late now so (laughs) you know and for my timeline so Yeah. And so, yeah, it's really important, especially if someone's inquiring like a year out for invitations that I continue to try to nurture that until someone tells me no. So like, yeah, (laughs) I just, I'll just like keep sending emails like, Hey, I'm, I'm waiting to hear from you. When, when works next week to schedule a call? Like I try to ask like super direct questions like that instead of like being vague. This is kind of what Katya was asking in her question, like being too vague, like, do you have any questions for me? It's like ask them a direct question instead that requires an answer of some sort. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it's a better approach. Okay, so have a system in place. And then number five is, this is, remember, the fifth reason not to be scared to follow up 
is that following up can make you a lot of money because you're actually going to leave money on the table when you don't even bother. So let that sink in for a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's on the table. Just go out there and grab it, you guys. Just get it. (laughs) Yep. And so, like I said before, I got one of my biggest clients by following up with them a few times. And she was like one of my first really big ones. And what I actually did was I hadn't heard from her in a while. And it had been during like a holiday break, you know, like Christmas might have happened or something. This would have been the end of 2018. And so I sent her a mood board. I was like basically desperate. And I was like, hey, by the way, I just wanted to touch base with you again. Here's what I was thinking for like a general idea of the direction we would go. Because I was kind of hoping that would be like the hook, line, sinker type that would get her reengaged with me. And it worked. And then she was actually like, oh, yeah, my parents have a check in the mail to you. And I was like, thanks for telling me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was so funny. Yeah, they just decided to like send me a check without like communicating that they had decided to book. Hilarious. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yeah. Anything you have to add to those points, Cammie? Yeah. I feel like my follow-up is not quite as aggressive as yours, Elizabeth, but at the same time, I like have definitely booked clients from following up with them. And it's like such a simple step. They like, I mean, truly, like just asking them. Hey, do you want to chat for five minutes or like, Hey, um, I know like this is process is super overwhelming and just kind of like playing that empathy card and being like, look, I know it's crazy, but like, I'm here to help you. Like, ask me a question. I'm here to chat. Do you want to book a time then this time or I'm in my studio all day? Just give me, give me a call. Like, I just try to make it a super friendly and casual and like, I don't know, very much like, Hey, I'm in your corner and I'm here for you versus like, are you going to book with me? Here's the sale. You know what I mean? Like I'm coming from a place of helping instead of trying to sell as much. And I think that has really helped my follow-ups where I don't feel like I need to follow up 14 times or whatever. And then of course, you know, sometimes the whole point of my follow-up is just to get a no so I can close the door and move on from that client. And that's fine. Like, you know, like I, I don't mind that either. I will add that I think that follow up like over time as you build your business. So like for you, Cammie, like you're pretty booked with like the clients you have. If you added any more this year, they kind of have to be pretty special. So it's like follow up for you is probably not the first thing on the list right now. I don't follow up right now. (laughs) I will say that. (laughs) Yeah. Like when you're, when you're building your business and when you're looking to add clients, like to your calendar, you better be following up. Like, yes, 100% to this. Yeah, when your calendar is more booked out, guys, you don't have to like go through this like 14 step the follow up process if you're just like not even sure if you have time for them, like it's okay. You need to base on how much you're following up and your strategy, whether like you really can book this client or this is a client you really want. Or, you know, if you're like, oh, I can work with this client, but I don't really need it. I might not be the best fit. Like you can follow up, but don't do like, don't, you know, if your ultimate goal is like, it'd be nice to have, you don't have to follow up a million times. Like, it's okay. <laughs> yes. So yeah, just another another disclaimer. We're just full of disclaimers today. So. Cammy's full of them today, which is so funny. I am full of them. I know. Now I feel like you gave me the disclaimer thing. And now I'm saying, I'm like, I'm, oh my gosh. <laughs> I gave you the disclaimer bug. It's okay. It's not a bad bug to have. 
Okay, so there's also three types of people that you should be following up with, which when I heard this at like QuickBooks Connect, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so true because I get really bad at like within these three categories, which I'm about to talk about, like dropping the ball in one and focusing too much on another. So like the three buckets are potential partners, such as gate openers and people who can refer you. So for Cami and I, this would be wedding planners. So depending on what you do, you need to think about like, who's someone who could bring you repeat business over and over. So that would be like a partner in this instance. Then the second bucket is prospects and potential clients. So your leads, which we were kind of already talking about. And then the third bucket is current clients who are already sold. So it's actually really good to be like checking in with them too and asking how things are going. Especially, I think when you do book somebody like a year or more in advance, it's not bad to like maybe every six weeks be like, Hey, how's everything going? I'm so excited to start your process this and this month. Did you have any other questions that came up for me or anything that you're starting to think about? Just to like, you're kind of still keeping them in the loop with your business without them feeling like they talk to you and then they just like wait six months without hearing a single thing from you before like starting, if that makes sense. Yeah, this always really stressed me out when I would have clients that book me so far in advance. And I'm like, we literally don't need to start on your stuff for like another year. Like in order to even have the information, like make sure, like I don't want to get started because things are going to change, you know, a year, like before we even get started. So yeah, like I, I always send those emails be like, hey, you know, what's going like just exactly what you said, like, is there anything I can help with? How, how are things going? What's it been like with this? Have you talked to your floors? Like whatever, um, just any kind of thing and be like, I haven't forgot about you. <laughs> like sometimes I'll send little like notes in the mail too. Just I just want them to know that I haven't forgotten about them. <laughs> Basically, it gives them a little peace of mind, gives you peace of mind that you're not like, oh, my client's probably like, where is she? Because <laughs> we always think our clients are thinking the worst about us. I don't know why, but I think that's something we all do. So yeah, following up with your current clients who maybe you haven't got started on is great. And then also following up with your clients that you've already worked on projects with. And maybe it's like their one year anniversary and just saying like, hey, how are things going? Um, you know, if you're, I've had so many clients who like past clients that I'll reach out to or they reach out to me and be like, oh, we're about to have a baby. And like, we're going to use all your prints for our nursery or something. So it's really cool to like keep that, I don't know, relationship going. Like it, it just all comes back to like really nurturing the people who have already worked with you, already booked with you, who know, love and trust you. And you can just like keep them being a repeat customer and buyer for life, which is really neat. <laughs> yeah. And if not like a repeat customer, at least another referrer, because yeah. if you remind them you exist and then a week later, one of their friends gets engaged, they'll be like, oh, do you know who I just talked to? Like my wedding invitation designer, like you guys should consider using her. Yeah. So true. Yeah, one of the follow-up things I did with my past clients was after I got all of my new portfolio images back from Sid and Lex Photography, I actually chose like three or four from each set and emailed them to those clients that it was their suite to be like, hey, just touching base, hoping you guys are doing really well. I just want to let you know I did a portfolio shoot for my recent work and your suite was part of it. I wanted to share these images with you because of course it's your invitation suite and super special to you, blah, 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 you know. And then like the hopes that they might then share those images on social or like share them on Facebook or it just reminds them that I exist and that they had a fun process and they liked what they got out of it. So that was like one of the fun things I kind of did last fall that I thought was kind of like creative and out of the box and made me happy. Yeah. 
And see, you guys, literally, this all just comes back to just showing up, okay? <laughs> like, just saying howdy-do, okay? And also, I follow up, like, through Instagram DM. Like, I'm chatting with people. I'm not like, hello, how may I help? Like, with current clients <laughs> or current leads, but, like, past clients, we chat over Instagram DM all the time. And I feel like having that connection is really nice, too. So, you say top of mind. So, it doesn't have to be, like, a super formal email kind of thing. But also, I feel like we breezed over number one, and I think it, we should just like revisit it really quick where we, you said following up with potential partners, basically people who can refer you or gate openers like planners. I love this idea and I don't know why I'm not doing it. Like following up the planners that I'm currently working with or have worked with in the past being like, hey, um, I have these dates available um, in my design calendar. Do you have any clients who would be a good fit? I love to chat with them. Like, oh my gosh, you guys, <laughs> like they're probably scrambling to find these vendors and available vendors for their clients. So if you already like make that first step, I don't know, it's a great way to get back to the top of mind of those planners who are working with the type of clients you want to be working with. So yeah, like last week, I got lunch with a planner and a florist who had been involved in a May 2019 wedding with me. So of course, I like never met I hadn't met the florist in person before I had met the planner because we had been connected through some event a couple years back. But I just followed up with them. I literally went into the email thread from May where the planner had thanked all of the vendors and like replied directly to her and then the florist and scheduled meetings with them and met with both of them last week and got lunch and just like chatted and talked about business and stuff because you're right. It is all about showing up. And I love the phrase, quiet mouths don't get fed. (laughs) (laughs) So... It's basically talking about like, it kind of reminds me of baby birds, right? Because it's like the baby bird that's the loudest always gets the worm first. I thought it was the early bird. <laughs> no, the I'm early bird, kidding. the early adult bird gets the worm. Oh, come on. You're just messing with me. I am. <laughs> but so the baby sorry. bird that chirps the loudest in the nest will get the worm. So yeah, exactly. Which makes me sad for the one that's too quiet. <laughs> anyway. Well, you know what? You should open up and start tweeting okay (laughs) oh geez okay so basically it's really important to remember that if you block out 30 minutes each week to do some sort of follow-up in your business this could lead to so many sort of like crazy connections and successes all you have to do is sit down and take 30 minutes and think about like who are those three planners that i could email or who did i meet recently that i want to get lunch with again or even last night i found like a planner online that i really like their work gosh i can't even remember how i ended up on their website so i clicked the email button and i shot them an email and i was like hey i absolutely love your work have your clients ever asked you about custom wedding invitation that's something i offer and here's my 2020 guide and she like emailed me back this morning and like thanked me for sending it so (laughs) i mean see look at elizabeth just showing up you guys just making moves because she's showing up all right (laughs) so let's all use that (laughs) yeah and so it was just like totally totally random i could not emphasize how much more random it was and that i for some reason had this like moment where i was like i'm gonna email them and yeah she was like this is a beautiful pdf your work is gorgeous i will keep this on hand for upcoming weddings and i'm like ah well that's awesome like even her just like replying and saying that is so nice like even if she already has other vendors in place or whatever but it's like you don't know if you don't try so why not 
Yeah, it's not like they're going to come like burn down your house if you email them, you guys. The worst they can literally do is say no or not respond at all. So it's really okay to put yourself out on the limb and make those follow-ups, make those connections. So yeah, action tip, I'm clapping, <laughs> is to block out 30 minutes a week and do that follow-up like we mentioned. Just like do it, you guys. We're all doing it. It's our resolution for 2020, even though I think it's like February now or March or who even knows, but it's time to do it. So... <laughs> It's still February when this one is coming out. Okay. <laughs> well, I was going to say too that when you follow up or like when you send information to a wedding planner, you'd be surprised by the amount of wedding planners I've talked to who have been like, I've been looking for someone who does what you do. Because like when you're on Instagram or online or you're like, oh, my friends are stationers. Everyone does this. Everyone has a stationer. And then you talk to wedding planners or other people who are like, I've been needing somebody like this in my business. So there is business to be had if you take time to do this. This is true. And how much more do you stand out if you're the one reaching out versus them like trying to find like trying to like dig through Instagram and find people versus you being like, Oh, yeah, here I am. You know, like that, that just speaks volumes in itself that you are like a trustworthy vendor and you know what to do and you are, you know, going to be a great communicator for their whole process. They're going to feel very comfortable if you're referring clients to you because they're not just like, this is someone I happened to find on Instagram versus like, oh, this is someone who reached out to me. We made a connection. We have a relationship now kind of thing. So it definitely like goes a long way for sure. Yes. Agreed. Okay. So I think you have written some other awesome points here about like, what to do if you're in a pinch for clients. And we can go into some of these like other notes you've added, which are also very good. Yeah. So I guess we kind of already talked about this, but if you're in a pinch for clients and like, I mean, that follow-up philosophy is basically follow-up as many times as necessary to get a response. And like I said, I'm not really in a pinch, so I'm only following up like three times. But like, if you really want that client, go get that client. Like, you can follow up eight times if you want. Personally, for me, I will probably never follow up more than five times. Like, that's just me. I don't really like. I, you know how I am. I'm like, you don't want to work with me. I don't. I don't want to work with you. It's fine. Like, I'm very much. But like your strategy could be different, you guys. Don't always listen to everything I say. I might be wrong. (laughs) I mean, not usually, but sometimes. Right. And like following up does not mean you're like spamming or guilting people. Following up can be done in a very like genuine and friendly way. And then you have this example here, the most annoying realtor in the world. Well, I got to start from the beginning with this story because the backstory is just hilarious. Okay. so (laughs) So when Alex and I were first looking for our house, I guess one of the ones we went and looked at, we met the realtor there and it started, it just started off like super weird because the realtor guy, okay, so the house is being sold by owner, but then this realtor was also part of it. So he was like super mad that the owner was there trying to sell it to us at the same time. So he like got a little spat with the guy like right out front and we're just kind of like standing there like, what the heck is going on? And so finally we like, the other guy leaves and then we're talking to the realtor and he has like a cut on his face from shaving, but he had put like toilet paper all over. He's like, I'm sorry. I've just, you know, he looked just so frazzled. He was like, I just cut myself this morning. You know, it's just been a rough day. I'm bleeding. And I'm like, eh, it's fine. A little weird, but a little creepy, but it's all good. Like a lot of blood. Okay, you guys. And so we're like walking through the house. We go out to like the pool area and there's like this step and the guy is just like rambling on about the pool area and he's walking, but he misses the step. (laughs) Oh (laughs) gosh, I wish I got a video of this. And he literally just goes down like a sack of potatoes and like rolls. And then he just kind of like rolls to his back and just like lays there. You can tell he's just thinking like, 
my life is the worst right now. I'm going to go eat Taco Bell and punch the steering wheel later. Like I could just see, like he just sat there and he was just like, <sighs> I just let out this like such defeated sigh. And me and Alex are like trying so hard not to laugh. And he's like, are you okay? And he's like, yep. Yep. <laughs> and he gets up and the poor guy, his face is just bleeding from the cuts from shaving. And he's just a mess. Anyway. So that was just this totally random experience. But this guy is the most annoying follow-up person in the world, which I have to give him props because if I had done any of these shenanigans as a realtor, (laughs) I would never talk to these people again. But that was like two years ago. I still get like five texts a week, phone calls, like at least four or five times a week. I get emails almost every day. And like these emails, you guys, are you serious? They're like all caps, size 72 font, red, and like also like highlighted yellow. And it's like, I, I was just about to say his name. I'm not going to say his name. It'll be like, realtor name, the best realtor in, or, realtor in Orlando, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, so 1996 emails, but man, he gets after it. And I literally, I will respond, respond to text me like, I have already bought a house. Please, please stop calling me. And he won't. He just won't. But anyway, so... That is just a little much on the follow-up. I mean, two years later, and I have literally told him, please leave us alone. Like, he still calls Alex, too. It's the worst. (laughs) So don't do that, you guys. Oh, my gosh. So he might, yeah. I wonder if he doesn't have a good process in place for taking people off his list once they ask. I don't think he knows how to do that. Like, I really don't. Like, I think he just, like, yeah. A lot of realtors will use like a system on the back end and you have to mark people like a certain way or flag them. And if he's not doing that correctly, like, yeah, there's definitely a, a thing there. Can't believe he like fell down the stairs. It was literally one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. He was fine, everyone. But like, it was just the greatest <laughs> fall of, of all time. And you know, you're trying to be so professional. Like, <laughs> it just adds insult to injury because. Like he had his face is all cut up already from shaving. Uh, yeah, it was like if I went into a job interview and and had like cut my leg shaving right and it was like bleeding down my leg and then I tripped and fell, I'd be like, That's it. I'm never talking to these people. I hope they don't hire me. I'm gonna forever be known as like the girl who tripped and fell and, and whose leg was bleeding and <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness. But you know, look, he has his systems in place. I guarantee there are some people who need a house and they and they get it. So, so. I mean, he's the number one realtor in Orlando, apparently, as I've been told. So he knows what he's doing. I'm just kidding. Well, people can kind of say whatever they want. It's like an elf. And he's like, congrats on the best coffee. I know. I know. That's why it's even funnier in the world or whatever and everyone's looking at him like okay and we sometimes we'll see like you know his face on signs around and we just like crack up we're like there he is (laughs) oh my god i will say that the woman that we are probably going to use as our realtor eventually she sends like monthly newsletters in the mail she sends it via mail and email so it's like a two touch point but they're always like little pamphlets that have interesting information about like the housing market and like little tidbits about like how to clean a house when for showings and yeah so i like her stuff like there are some times 
and I immediately recycle them. Yeah, our actual realtor is a family friend and he sends out like cookie recipes and stuff. <laughs> so you could be sending cookie recipes, you guys. Be like, hey, I know you haven't booked wedding invitations with me, but I just wanted to share this amazing chocolate chip cookie recipe. What if someone did that? That is actually the best kind of follow-up. I feel like we need to talk about this because you have a note later about how when you follow up with a client, you like to actually ask them something about their personal life instead yes. of something like super salesy. So that was a perfect segue. I know. Honestly, I'm going to try the cookie recipe because I do have a really good chocolate chip cookie recipe and the world needs to know. But yeah, like, what if I put that? Like, I don't care. I'll just do that. And I'll test it out, you guys. I love like testing systems. And especially when I'm like, I don't have to book this person. So it's okay. So I will be the guinea pig. Are you putting that in one of your follow up emails? Oh, that'd be cute. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know. That could be kind of fun, right? Well, we tried doing the funny um, meme we made of your cat. The cat. I don't ever think I ever sent the meme. I think I sent it to one person and I didn't get a reply. And it was like me waiting for your reply. And it's like the cat looking over the counter. Maybe that made him feel too guilty because that's another thing we talked about not making him feel guilty. Still freaking hilarious though. I think it's just going to, you got to like kind of feel out the client and like know their personality too. Yeah. <laughs> or the lead. Cause that would make me crack up. But then I also, but I could also see it going south really quick. And be like, what did she think she is sending me this meme? This meme? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I only did it to like one person after following up many, many times with them. That was like a year ago. Whenever we came up with that meme. Yeah. That was probably more than a year ago. Actually, I have no idea. I'm not good with time. <laughs> oh, it was probably Biz Birthday Bash 2018. Oh. Maybe when we took that photo of your cat. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, everyone's like, what are they even talking about? Okay. So talk about the little, like adding the personalized follow-up. Oh yeah. So I, I feel like in my follow-ups, I'm always trying to add something more personalized to it. I just feel like it's more effective. So like they might be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be gone skiing all week or whatever. So you can like say in your follow-up, be like, I hope your week was great. Like on the slopes, we had like the best snow ever. And then talk about like, hey, how can I help you with this or whatever? So just adding in those personal notes to be like, hey, I know you have a life or, oh, I saw on Instagram, you guys were, I don't know, skydiving in Paris or whatever. <laughs> and you can just like talk about those things they're doing. It's just like, I don't know, just making it more personalized and more like, like I said, coming at it as a helpfulness approach, a friend and not so much, hello, buy my stuff kind of thing. And then personalizing your, your follow-ups, not only to, you know, their life and like what's going on and just being an actual human, but personalizing your follow-ups, their pain points. So maybe can you offer a solution to the concerns they addressed in the last email? Be like, I'm just really worried that we're not going to have enough space on the map card to fit all the things or whatever. Like, can you address that with a creative solution and say like, oh, we can actually do a three point fold out map or whatever and make it bigger. Like, and just saying, Hey, do you have five minutes to chat? I feel like that question is also a really good question to put in there. It just kind of makes it like, if they call you, it doesn't have to be like a 30 minute hour long thing. You can just be like, Hey, do you have five minutes? To just quickly talk through this proposal. I can just quickly answer some questions for you. Like, I don't know, just keeping it short and simple and just showing up. You guys, that is the theme of today. <laughs> yes. Because you're right. I think that it can be, um, I think all follow-ups can be short and sweet. Yeah. 
there doesn't need to be any sort of like long sob story or you addressing the seven ways we can fix your quote so it's cheaper. Like, (laughs) that's like way too over the top. It can be as simple as like, hey, I'm still waiting to hear from you and my calendar's filling up. So I'd really love to get your spot. When do you have time to talk next week? I have personally, like over the years, I used to avoid like scare tactics completely because I did not like putting any pressure, but I will drop a line in there occasionally, like my calendar is booking up and I want to make sure you get your spot, which is true because things change all the time. And that's a little bit of a good, like kind of um, kick in the buck but that they like can't take forever to make a decision. So it's not that you're trying to like drive the sale home. Like you need it immediately. It's more of like being kind enough to give them awareness that like they could like lose their spot if somebody else takes it, you know? Yeah. I don't think it's a scare tactic as much as it is. It's like, you know, this is just like a helpful thing. Like, Hey, I literally might not have enough space. Like I'm a custom artist, you know? So yeah, I think it's just like a helpful reminder more than anything. Let's talk a little bit about like the timing of follow-ups because people can get kind of bogged down on, do I follow up the next day? Do I wait two weeks? How long do you wait in between emails kind of thing? And my strategy here is like emails one through three is kind of a higher frequency, shorter in between. I typically take probably like a week, five business days or so before my first follow-up from my initial proposal sent. And then from there, you know, I might take like three or four days. And then once you get past that, emails four to seven could be longer in between. It could even be like, obviously, it depends on what you're following up for. Because wedding invitations, those have a certain timeline in place. You can't wait like three months to follow up. But like, for instance, the planners, you can, you know, do like a follow up every three months kind of thing. So it it is going to like kind of shift depending on what the goal of your client and or person you're following up with is. But for stationary, I do think like three to four days a week is a good like follow up range, you know, depending on timeline and the I guess I could say not like how bad you want the client, but like how aggressive you want to be, if that makes sense. I would not do the next day, you guys, I feel like that's a little much. Yeah, that's too much, especially when people are in the thick of doing things during their work week. Yeah, that's like super intense. I wrote down like a little list of like days I feel is like appropriate between follow-ups. Oh, perfect. And so I was kind of writing that while you were while you were telling about like the higher and like the shorter frequencies. So I kind of wrote out, I was like, what does that feel like to me? So I wrote three days for the first, another three days, then a second, then four days. (laughs) (laughs) And then five days and then five days and then one week and one week. And with that formula, you get seven follow-ups over the span of like four to five weeks, basically. Over the span of like essentially a month. Yeah. And like thinking of how my follow-up system has gone, it's usually been three follow-ups within a two-week period. And then after two weeks, I'm usually like, okay, I'm probably going to peace out. Unless their wedding is very far away. And I'll, you know, if they're like, oh, my wedding's not until 2021, 2022, then you have more time to to make those. But usually it's like, we got to book ASAP. I can be a two-week period of, you know, him hauling around. (laughs) So... Yeah, that's the tricky thing, too, because, like, I, I've always joked before, and this always makes Cammy laugh, like, when they're hot, they're hot. <laughs> when, oh, I got fresh hot leads, y'all. 
<laughs> when they're not, they're not. And it's tough because a lot of times with wedding leads, like they are hot. So you have to figure out how to capture their attention and capture it quick and get them all moving before, you know, the attention gets pulled away somewhere else. Yes. Yeah, there's all sort of people with all sorts of opinions when people are planning weddings. So yeah, they're getting information from every single side. Yes. And speaking of fresh hot leads, y'all, I got a fresh hot tip, right? <laughs> so that just segued perfectly. Oh my God. Okay. So my hot tip is to offer an incentive in one of your follow-ups to get the ball rolling. Kind of like how Elizabeth was talking about what she did with the mood board to get that client being like, oh yes, I love this. So Again, we're not going to use the scare tactics, but this is something to just like offer that extra value or kind of just be like, hey, let's let's move forward with this. So I would say something like, hey, if you book this week, I can take a hundred bucks off your order or I can upgrade you to a double thick paper on the house or I can add on free envelope addressing. Like I, you don't have to use like the timing. Like you don't have to say like in the next 48 hours. I mean, you can, but for instance, a client I just booked, I know she was concerned about you know, do we need double thick paper? I don't know. She was kind of getting hung up on that. And it was a really big client. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and just add complimentary double thick paper onto your invoice. So don't even worry about that. I'm just going to add that. If that's what you want, it's complimentary on the house. Literally, she booked the next day. And I think like having that complimentary double thick paper, which doesn't cost me a lot, but to the client, that's like a big added value and being like, oh, okay, she's going to add that on like for free. That's awesome. Like it was a great way to kind of I don't know, get, bring some, she could k- take that to her mom, her grandma, whoever's paying for the invitations and be like, Hey, they're going to add this on. Everyone loves feeling they're getting a deal, you guys. So it might be a good something else you can add into your follow ups for them to get a response to be like, Hey, if I hear from you, I can, I, I can go ahead and take this off your order. Again, I'm not saying you should discount your work and I don't consider this a discount. I consider it like an extra value treat. So if you're like throwing out the treat, um, they come running, like, you know, when you get treats for your pets, you're like, okay, that treat. Like <laughs> Basically, you're dangling a carrot in front, of, in front of them to get them to book. So you don't have to use it on every single client. I personally really wanted this client. I didn't want to get her hung up on the different paper types. So I just threw that in. It's fine for me. It doesn't cost me anything really. So yeah, just something to consider. Yeah. And I would say you have a great understanding of your margins too. So it's very safe for you to do something like that. Yes. Whereas like if you're brand new, don't be like complimentary wax seals and ribbon right off the bat because you're going to mess yourself up. (laughs) But I feel like, like with the quote that I just sent out, Cammie, it was so funny because I was sitting here thinking, I was like, shoot, they wanted inner and outer envelopes with like calligraphy on both. But I totally forgot to quote for the inner envelope. But what I'm probably going to do is I'm just going to be like, hey, for my normal envelope price, you get both envelopes type of thing, like two for one. And just like edit the quote to make that like more of kind of incentive. But yeah, I love this. I mean, the thing here, you guys, is like as you're going through this follow up process, I want you to think of like you're holding your customers or your lead, like holding their hand and leading them down your booking path. Like it's not salesy to be offering these types of incentives and like other things in your follow up. It's just good strategy, you know? So I have an example of this too. Like we had, we were getting our driveway redone with concrete and like they gave us the price and we were like, oh, okay, we'll think about it. We'll figure out if we want to do it this summer. They called us like the next week. And we're like, hey, if you book, right now, we'll give you $4,000 off. And like, we're like, all right. So we booked them the next day and they came out. And I mean, yeah, that was a big discount because they had booked a client. They already had like the concrete materials or whatever. And then that person canceled. There was like a whole other thing. But the fact is that they called back and followed up with us and we're like, hey, we can do this for you now. 
can you move forward with that if you book right now? Which, you know, would have they would have lost money if they hadn't booked a client. <laughs> so just an example of how you can like kind of throw out those extra value treats. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I love that. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Where are we now in the notes? I think we're, we're basically, we've kind of basically wrapped up. So yeah, y'all ended on a hot tip. <laughs> yeah. Your a yes or no is great. Your goal is to avoid the maybes. Yes. And follow up is what takes care of that and closes that gap. So yeah, exactly. Bottom line to your follow up, you want to avoid the maybes. Get a yes or no. Follow up with those questions. Hey, do you have five minutes to chat? You know, and then following up with your last follow up to just be like, hey, I'm going to be moving, removing your spot, filling up. You know, I wish you the best kind of thing and just like let them go. And it's okay to let them go. <laughs> just to give some closure to the whole thing, too. There's almost like an offboarding process with the follow ups as well. But yeah, the whole point is get a yes or no so you can close the door or open the door. Don't leave those doors kind of just like swinging in the wind, flapping around. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I mean, I feel like we wrapped that up super well yeah you guys and obviously number one thing is to just show up that's seriously like honestly that's all you gotta do you just gotta show up that's the ultimate hot tip but yep just do it yeah hopefully this helps you guys um with your follow-up strategy and yeah can't wait to see how you guys use those 30 minutes a week that we're all gonna do including myself to follow up with people and or referrals or reaching out or whatever we need to do to make those things happen. So let's all be those loud baby birds, right? <laughs> yeah, be the loud baby birds. And if you need extra motivation, just go watch the Just Do It video by Shia LaBeouf because that's all I can think of now. And it's so funny. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, that's amazing. All right. <laughs> we'll see you later. And guys, don't forget to leave us a rating and review. All right. Oh, yeah. Just do it on iTunes. It's very easy. Five stars, please. We love you. All right. It's super easy. Easy peasy. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye.